seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. How, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, have you never seen one? I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. And welcome to the Video Nasties podcast. My name's Christopher Brown. It's frustrating that we will never know what people were thinking when a film went on the DPP list of obscene movies. Nor will we ever find out why they stayed on that list. We'll never know what the jury were, who the jury were, or what they were thinking in that deliberation room to come up with the idea that one movie could be depraved and could deprave and corrupt, and another could not. Lisa Lisa released theatrically as California Axe Murderers and released here in the UK as Axe was made in '74, and it's not what you would traditionally consider a video nasty. Certainly, it isn't especially violent. And it is a, a thoughtful and well-shot horror film. So we don't know what specifically could be the reason for it being banned. And being one of the 39 films that remains on the list in the Video Nasty Scare. But, and I'm just thrown out there. The picture of a massive fucking axe on the front cover could be enough. Since the Texas Chainsaw Massacre has the screen delivered terror like Axe. In 1971, they rampaged throughout the South. They played a game of William Tell, a killing spree that ended here, where they met Lisa and took what they wanted. Axe, the sharp edge of suspense slams hard into fear, and fear becomes terror. That's more like it, baby. Lisa took an axe, gave her captor 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave his partner 41. Axe will slash up and shock you beyond anything before. Axe. A group of three criminals are on the run from the law. Now, they go about terrorising local townsfolk of a small community before descending on an isolated farm. And that's, this farm is the home to a young girl, um, you know, underage, named Lisa. And she's looking after a paralysed grandfather. She gets assaulted 
sexually or an attempted sexual assault by two of the gangsters and then begins to retaliate using an axe and a razor blade. She manages to run rings around these three psychopaths and kind of gets the position where they're uh, attacking each other. Her grandfather is obviously paralysed and not mentally particularly well, but it is definitely Lisa who is the catalyst in all this and certainly not that mentally stable either. You're only a virgin once. Until you kill. And kill. And kill again. What irresistible power did she possess to lure men into her den of torture? She needed men to satisfy her insatiable bloodlust. And she needed them dead. This place will do just fine. She was irresistible. But she was death itself. And death was her first love. Violent, bloody death. And death was her only lover. Violent, bloody, screaming death. Nothing could stop her insatiable bloodlust. Nothing. The virgin slaughter. She was irresistible, but she was death itself. This beautiful young virgin with the soul of the devil himself. Slaughter. Death was her only lover. The virgin slaughter. Um, coming from quite an old like grindhouse kind of thing, the film was actually released in 1977 from producer Harry Novak, who had released um, films like The Child, Rituals, Hitchhike to Hell, and Low Softcore as well on 42nd Street. And um, it was created by the writer and director um, Frederick R. Friedel, and um, who also made he only he only made a few films. To be fair, one of those was Date with a Kidnapper. The movie was shot in eleven days and filmed in South and North Carolina. It was a movie that was because it was filmed an incredibly tight budget. And so, because of its lack of film stock, much of the footage was shot without the option of retakes. That's part of the reason why our grandfather seemingly moves around quite a lot and um, and has very little continuity at all in terms of what his paralysed position actually is. But unlike a movie like The Ghastly Ones, which you spoke about recently, also known as Blood Rights. This actually benefits from its budget. I mean, this isn't a grim horror story, but director Frederick manages to use his um, skills as a photographer, a stills photographer, to create something with a documentary feel that also looks quite impressive. Now, the documentary feel obviously comes from its low budget, but the actual uh, the framing of the shots are very impressive and very beautiful. You know, for example, the opening shot of uh, the farmhouse framed by the sun is particularly impressive. Leslie Lee is also 
quite effective is Lisa. She has a um, a menace about her, the kind of woman that you'd be very worried about talking to. And um, although she appears initially innocent because she's so young, you also see there's an awful lot going on behind the eyes. The uh, the score as well by George Newman Shaw and John Wellman is a mixture of you know piano and percussion bongos. It sounds very seventies in fairness but it does work quite well and and, and although it, it, it definitely places the film in a very certain time those who love that kind of grindhouse dirty kind of movies will particularly enjoy i think that soundtrack and certainly the opening shots when we see our gangsters um kind of go a bit wild in a convenience store you kind of you can, there's a lot to get behind in terms of that old that old feel Incidentally, the director gave himself the role of Billy, the gangster of a bit of heart. Generally, the film is a slow and moody piece, and the title Lisa Lisa is um, kind of reveals its more art house pretensions and roots. It's a film about home invasion and the evil that people can do while they are pushed, and also the co- the old uh, classic horror concept of the the hunter becoming the hunted. That said, the phrase Lisa Lisa is not the kind of thing that really sells that well. And so, when our friend um, Harry Novak took the film on board to distribute, the film was retitled Axe, and California Axe Massacre, despite actually not featuring much of a massacre and seemingly not taking place in, Ca- in California. But this is producer Harry Novak's name that is above the title, who's known as a sexploitation king, produced and direct and distributed a prolific number of exploitation films from the early 60s to the mid-70s, including William Rostler uh, cult classics The Agony of Love and Mantis and Lace, The Monster Nudie, Kiss Me Quick, and Mondo documentaries as well, which we touched upon in terms of previously with Cannibal Holocaust and the, com- the comment that was making. Uh, Mondo Moo 
is uh, not the kind of uh, Mondo film that we were talking about in that case, though. It, that is a uh, a surfer cult movie which gives a, a, an early glimpse and a snapshot of a Southern California surfer and biker subcultures. And uh, it was the film that set Novak uh, into a, a slightly higher echelon. Like, you know, being so successful, it was distributed widely through North American drive-ins by uh, box office international pictures. As with a lot of uh, Grindhouse and Drive-in fare, Lisa Lisa had, that went through many names, and uh, you know, and uh, before it even ended up on our video nasties list. And I suppose, really, I'm calling it Lisa Lisa. It, it is best known for its main title of Axe. The previews that were flying around were confusing. Some made Lisa look like the villain, like a an enticing, um, well, in a farmhouse, I suppose, Texas Chainsaw Massacre style uh, female femme fatale who's ready to carve up her victims. Some shows are bad characters for being, you know, the gangsters, uh, being for, you know, being gangsters, really. But both sides of those kind of films did kind of not really give a true feel for the way the movie really is. But, you know, show, try and, you know, with a film that only has a couple of gore scenes in it, uh, an early attack on a woman, trying to kind of G up the blood for the early doors, and then again, the uh, and then the killings near the end, they show too much. But, you know, that's understandable, and a lot of trailers have to be like that to stand out. I mean, there were a lot of low-budget, grimy films knocking about to that stage, and... Axe was just one of many, and, and certainly not one that necessarily has a lot to show show for itself. Really, it's so it's so slow. I suppose the um, the true skill of a lot of this is, I mean, you know, it's it's not rec- you know, it wasn't it's not particularly even for the time it was made, especially a complicated movie or or you know the kind of thing you wouldn't be able to spot a mile off what was coming. But at the same time, it does work. You know, I suppose how we get to that point. Not just the fact that Lisa's the killer, but how she manipulates the men is really how it, how it stands out. Although we'd be talking about Harry Novak, he was really the distributor. The film's actually produced by J.G. Pat Patson Jr. And I suppose he was best known for doing the gore effects for H.G. Uh, Lewis's early films, including Bullet Feast, which we spoke about earlier. I suppose that kind of possibly is why the, the effects in this film are quite impressive considering the low budget. Um, you know, by the time we got to um, by the time we got to Axe being made, Gordon Lewis had kind of um, got his uh, his skill set particularly right, and I think the mistakes of movies like um, of of well of the you know of blood of blood feast that had long gone. The X-rated cinema release was cut back in 82, uh, 1982 and it was cut under the title California Axe Massacre. The uncut video was released as Axe by the video release organization in 82. It was listed as a video nasty in September 84 and stayed on the list. Um, it was passed in 1999 with 19 seconds of cuts and then finally was released uncut in 2005. 
and uh, there's various DVDs still available of the film and there's an uncut one through something weird DVD as well there's a lot of talk in terms of why was Axe you know banned and um, you know at the beginning I rather flippantly mentioned the Axe and obviously how you know Novak's uh, ability to kind of drum up a little hype about any kind of movie saying, saying this is the worst film ever kind of thing but and I'll be honest with you that isn't too far off the truth Films like, although not on the list, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers um, kind of fell under the wrath of the BBFC later on because of the title. This idea of power tools and, and death and um, you know vicious weaponry being used was exactly the kind of uh, tinder in the political sense that was used to get films banned. Um, I mean, that, and that, that in itself is, is, is incredibly, you know, when you look back now, it's incredibly surprising. But you want to know why this film was banned? I mean, and this is certainly not the reason why the jury went for it. I think the jury went for it off the back of that first rather uncomfortable scene with the uh, the woman effectively being forced stripped to a bra and then uh, the William Tell scene. It, it, it's not particularly um, explicit, but it is kind of grim and also it's the entire film's kind of because it's so grubby looking mainly for its cheap 16 mil stock that um you know it, it it certainly would have hit the ire of some but i think generally um the reason why it originally went on the list and the reason why it got put in front of jurors in the first place is this concept of a picture of an axe the same way absurd as well with its, it has a, has a similar kind of image on its front and uh, you know the, the, and I think that's, an, I mean you know I know it sounds ridiculous but in a time when people, you know they were just hauling so much stuff off the shelves and going through it rather half heartedly by the looks of it um, that's all it needed which I think is interesting anyway, but um, again as an indication exactly of the um, how much people just get drummed up into the furore. Um, but again, obviously we have to remember this is speculation and occasionally we will touch on this kind of thing. You know, when, when we speak about Island of Death, there's uh, some interesting um, theories about what Island of Death was when it originally went on the list and and why it kind of jumped off the list and jumped off again, which we'll go into then. But at this, but you know, as I, as it's important to say that all this speculation. Right, we've got a little bit of feedback as well, so uh, let's uh, let's crack on with that. Um, regular contributor Rob Wilson says, "Here are some thoughts I had about Axe, which was posted on my Facebook on June eighteenth, twenty thirteen." Saw this movie a couple of weeks ago, but time has been the tyrant lately. Wish I wrote two weeks ago because 1974's Axe left little impression. Three bad guys kill a handful of people in town. One person as a store clerk, which gave the movie its only effect, real effective scene. Here, humiliation and death are disturbing. The gang holds out at a secluded country house. The house is occupied by Lisa and a nearly comatose grandfather. Lisa is a young girl on the brink of taking her own life. Lisa is extremely vulnerable, and knowing these guys, who you imagine the absolute worst. Maybe she will use the axe that was previously a tool for beheading a chicken. The good, it's moody, is moody's creepy. 
the camera has movement. Some scenes where not much is going on there is a sense that it may, maybe I should have said, the tension. Uh, actor Jack Cannon was good as the main creep, the bad. One of the bad guys in the gang was not so bad. Why was he there? Lisa was such a plank. I had very little feelings for anyone. I remember thinking about it, thinking after it was over, well, it, it was le- at least it was uh, barely an hour. I was sort of shocked it was on the video nasties list. P.S. The Gassy Ones podcast was great, Chris. I think the show just keeps getting better. I bought the Something Weird DVD a few years back, but never watched it. A few months back, I got water in my basement. That DVD, along with maybe 20 others, went into the garbage. I was hoping someone posted on YouTube, but no luck. As, as usual, after listening to the podcast, I need to see that one. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Well, Rob, I'll send you a little um, email about that, and we'll get that sorted for you. Um, <clears throat> so thanks very much for that. I think it's... Um, I think that's interesting what, what what Rob said there. I, I, I can understand where he comes from. It is a very slow film, and I think the problem is exactly how it's been sold. In truth, that um, I think I, I put this film more in the bracket, say, of let's scare Jessica to death, and uh, you know, The Witcher came from the sea, really, kind of artsy horror films that aren't necessarily um, terrifying. Or too brutal, but uh, do kind of fit a certain kind of mold and, and kind of that kind of thing. They're not perfect, but they are kind of interesting. Um, you know, I mean, it's there's, there's, there are pro- there are you know there are faults with acts. I mean, it is very slow moving. I think you know, and I, I think what, what, when you said that. Um, you don't really care about any of the characters. It's because there is no backstory. There's no there's no feel for who any of these people are. You kind of dropped into a very certain moment. I think that's partly because of the budget, but it's certainly because of the writing and um, a naivety. I think in terms of how, what people think these kind of films should be like. But you know, it's an interesting film, and um, I, I kind of enjoy it. I think it's one of my you know one of it's one of the better ones on the list. Certainly not my favourite, though. Stay away from Lisa. You will never leave alive. Dear God, no. All men are drawn to Lisa. This place will do just fine. What was the madness here? What terror! Get out! Escape if you can!
Vanessa. You'll die to know her secret. Lisa. Right, well, thanks to Rob, and uh, thanks for that feedback. That's fantastic. Um, also, massive thanks to everyone who has been in touch. Um, to, uh, at HOM Podcast, and um, at Lucio Fulci Fan as well, and at Double Agent 73. All, all fantastic, kind of, you know, um, spreading the word of the podcast on Twitter. Um... It's good to hear that the Gore Boy, who it was a massive influence on me before I started podcasting, he's at the Gore Boy. He is slowly starting to get a new podcast out. He did some great stuff um, three or four years ago now. Uh, real long, very in-depth podcasts uh, and, and fantastic stuff. So if you get a chance there, uh, go and check him out on, on Twitter. And um, when he's ready to roll, I think, you know, later in the autumn, around Halloween time, uh, definitely something to listen to. At Grindhouse Dave, who who uh, does, uh, goes by Beardy Freak, he's uh, he's always uh, saying stuff about the show, and uh, that's fantastic as well. And um, at Uncle Chap as well. At Trevor underscore Hodge. At Road Warrior 76. And at... Uh, Rascal Nick 2 that's R-A-S-K-O-L-N-I-K-2 and also of course uh, well thanks to our good podcast who we spoke about uh, our good underscore podcast I should say who uh, said last week that they'd done a lovely review and of course a massive thanks to Jim Moon who does the wonderful Hypnobobs podcast that's at Hypnogoria he's a, he's a wonderful bloke and um a fantastic podcast. Definitely something you should be listening to if you're listening to this. Oh, and at Deranged Duncan as well. as Chris Duncan, who uh, who's also been wonderful. Um, if you want to contact me, please do. My Twitter is at orange underscore monkey. My email address is videonastiespodcast at gmail.com. And my website, videonastiespodcast.com. Um, love to get your feedback. Love for people to feedback to us. And uh, great, to, great, great to hear from you as well. Um, sorry about not being able to record last week. I lost my throat, my voice. Uh, still a bit sore, but uh, at least I'm able to talk to you. Next week we're doing The Werewolf and the Yeti. It sounds like it's not going to be a good show because it's The Werewolf and the Yeti, but I think there's some great stuff we can get from that particular run of films. So, until next week, take care and I'll speak to you soon. Goodbye. never seen a video nasty i wouldn't i have far too much how, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, never seen one. i actually don't need to see visually what i know is in that film once.